But when Job found out that all of his children were killed, on top of losing all of his sheep, his camels, his livestock, his livelihood, uh, he he ripped his clothes, he shaved his head, he had a Britney Spears moment basically where he <laughs> shaved his head, ripped off his clothes and said, naked I've come into the world and naked I will leave this world with nothing, no matter what I will praise the Lord. And that's a paraphrase of what he said. But it was like, wow, like Job in the midst of such severe trial and so severe grief and mourning and heartache, he was expressing his grief, his deep lament for the sorrow that he was feeling. But even in that sorrow and grief, he was saying, I will still praise the Lord because I came into this life with nothing. Everything that God has given me is a gift. I have nothing that was not a gift. So everything that I have was given to God. And if it is taken away, I still trust him. I praise him and I won't be able to leave this world with any of those things anyways. So no matter what, I will praise the Lord. Hello and welcome to One Generation to the Next. I'm your host, Amanda Renee, and this is my lovely co-host, my Nana. Donna Wright. And she can be your Nana too, because she is everybody's Nana. Isn't that right, Nana? That's right. That is right. <laughs> so this week, Nana, we have a little bit of a different show. We wanted to talk about the things that we have personally been going through within the past week. And this week was a monumental week because my mom, it's been two years since she had her homecoming to heaven. She passed away two years ago, August 10th. And so this past week we celebrated her homecoming, but we also experienced the, the feeling of loss and grief from not having my mom. Also, my mom, her name was Lisa Sowards. She was also Nana's daughter. So we, in one aspect, are able to celebrate that she knew Jesus and mm. that she is in the presence of the Lord currently right now and already in heaven and has her citizenship to heaven. But for us, we are still here. And so we feel that loss and we feel that grief and we feel that just missing piece of our hearts that comes from whenever one of your loved ones goes on before you. And so we wanted to kind of dive into the topic of grief, into the conversations that we've had with people that have also experienced losing a loved one and our personal journey along the process of grief, as well as some of the things that we hear people talk about when they have lost ones, how they're angry with God, how they have a challenging um, role in keeping their faith because of tragic accidents or terrible things that have happened with losing their loved ones and just how we've been able to be steadfast in our faith, what that really looks like, what the reality of it is, and how we've been able to persevere even though we went through and undergone severe trials. So that's exciting, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves talking about grief. <laughs> Don't you well, it is something that affects everybody. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we are human. So when things happen, which do because of our, that we live in this world and we're human, when things happen, it affects us. And uh, a lot of times, uh, deep, deep grief will come when uh, the loss of a loved one happens or, or other things happen. We've missed Lisa for the, this past two years. She was like my best friend. Uh, she was Amanda's mother. She was, uh, 
she was my daughter. She was my partner in ministry, and and she uh, had been with me uh, for so many years. <laughs> and so you know, it's it's just human to to miss her. It's human to grieve. We don't have hope like the world hopes. We have faith in God. We're Christians. We're we're God's children, and we know where we will spend eternity with the Lord. And so we know that she is in that great cloud of witnesses, waiting for us to to come and to be be there with her, in a, in a much better place. So we have to realize this, and you realize it through the Word, right. through reading the Word and knowing what the Word says, through the Holy Spirit dealing with you and leading and guiding you. But because there's so many times when over the last two years that I literally wanted to go to like such a deep, sad place because of missing my daughter. I wanted that. I wanted to do that. But because I worshiped God and and I allowed him, I ran to him and I allowed him to comfort me right. and the Holy Ghost to comfort me, God just wouldn't let me stay there. And th- that is an awesome father to mm-hmm. that he takes care of us in this deep grief and deep sad time. It's not that we're we're not human. It's not that we don't know what we've lost and how we feel at times. But for me, for me, God just won't let me stay in that that place. And sometimes I literally when I'm when I'm thinking about her, you know, in such a way, sometimes I really want to even go there. And I guess that's just a human Absolutely. human aspect part of, of our humanity, yeah. part of our process of loving people, mm-hmm. you know. We wanted to also share a little bit of our, our story of about my mom. 2021, my mom passed away, and that was kind of at the peak of COVID. For no, us anyway, it, it was, was really the peak. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it, for some more it was a little bit before then. Right. So my mom, my grandmother, Nana, and myself all got COVID (laughs) at the same time. And we did all the things to be very careful. We had our groceries delivered to the house because one, we were all worried about Nana more than anything. (laughs) We wanted to make sure that we kept her safe. So we didn't really go out, didn't really do too much. And we weren't wearing masks all the time because we were just here. (laughs) But we didn't really go a lot of places to be exposed to a lot of germs or anything. And my mom, we think that she got COVID first because she went to a ER emergency care room. And after that, I think she came back with COVID. She came back home and then Nana and I both realized, oh goodness, we are getting really sick as well. Didn't, we were kind of not wanting to believe that it was COVID because we were standing in our face saying there's no way, there's no pestilence, there's no disease, there's no nothing coming into our house. Yet we were feeling these symptoms that sounded like COVID. And it was so bad that she and I decided to go to the hospital. It was at night. So there was no doctor's offices open. So we went to the ER and sure enough, we tested positive for COVID. But before we even left the ER to come home, my mom had to be taken in an ambulance. She had to call 911 and they came and got her in an ambulance because she started not being able to breathe. And my mom did have an underlying asthma problem. And so that was really why I think it hit her so hard. Mm -hmm. So she actually got to the hospital while we were still there and we were able to wave at her across the room uh, because across the hall 
but we didn't ever go in there and talk to her one because we thought we would just see her in a little while you know mm. I, we knew that she was just getting some breathing treatment we knew that she had asthma but we didn't think that she was going to have to stay there very long and we were feeling so terrible as well that we wanted to and i don't even know if they would have let us go over there because we had COVID, and they probably just wanted us out of the hospital mm -hmm. so we we came back home knew my mom was there mm -hmm. Within 24 hours, she put herself on a ventilator and neither one of us knew it. I actually had somebody call me and say, hey, is your mom on a ventilator? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? She's not on a <laughs> ventilator. <laughs> and they're like, I think she is. You need to go look at Facebook. She had posted something right before she went on a ventilator and was saying that she was scared. And she had also texted us and said that she was scared, but, and they were talking about it, but she never told us that she was going on the ventilator and she signed the papers and allowed them to do it herself. So I had to find out from somebody calling me that saw it on Facebook to then tell me that my mom was on a ventilator. And so when I found out, I freaked out. I was like, no, there's no way. So I called the hospital and they were like, do you have the passcode? I'm like, a passcode? What are you talking about? A pa the passcode is I'm her daughter. So you need to tell me where my mom is right now. <laughs> and so I was very upset. And sure enough, my mom, finally, they were able to tell me that she was on a ventilator and that she had been taken up into the ICU unit. And so at that point, it became really surreal and very serious. And I think that we all didn't know what to think or didn't know what to do. One, Nana and I both had COVID. We couldn't leave the house to go see her. And then um, anybody, nobody could come see her either or us. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe it was, was it the next day that you actually had to be taken to. Mm -hmm. So Nana had to be taken to the hospital as well. My and, oxygen and, level had went down real low. Yeah. Yeah, my son had come over and checked me out and I had to go they called an ambulance right <laughs> so she had to be taken by an ambulance over her oxygen levels had dropped I believe and they were in the 60s <laughs> which is frightening and so but she had just come up the stairs and so I think that they weren't steadily in the 60s but because she came up the stairs they dropped really quickly because she wasn't able to breathe really well because immediately as soon as the uh, ambulance got here and get started giving you oxygen her her oxygen levels came up pretty easily so she got taken to the hospital and I'm here at the house alone and they're both in ICU and our house is not even a home yet it is we're, we're living in it and trying to fix it as we went along so at that point in time we had a huge sander in here no furniture and half the floor was sanded and half the floor was not and I was just mortified because I was like I can't even be here and feel like home or feel like I have a comfort area because I'm living in a basically a construction zone. I had limited access to be able to talk to Nana because she was so sick that she really couldn't hold a conversation. It was a lot of energy and it was really hard for her to speak. My mom was on a ventilator, so she was unconscious. I could only talk to the nurses and I didn't want to bother them over and over again. So I, I tried to ration my calls out, although I would rather sit on the phone with them all day <laughs> and be like, what is she doing now? And after it was all said and done, I ended up going back to the hospital and even writing them a thank you letter and taking them donuts for just how kind they were during this whole process because it was a very long process my mom was on a ventilator for 22 days nana you were in the hospital in a rehab facility for a total of seven weeks mm -hmm. so it was a lot of just awful it was yeah. a lot of awful to be honest <laughs> that we were all going through mm -hmm. i had to sit here for 10 days just 
been praying and, mm. and trying to recover as well um, and just it's, asking the Lord for help, for yeah. help. You weren't totally by yourself because the Lord was with you. Absolutely. The Lord <laughs> so, was always with you. Praise me. God for that. <laughs> yes. That is one thing that is always so true. You are never alone. The word tells you that the Lord will never forsake you. He'll never leave you. He is always with you. He is our ever-present help. He's our comforter, and he's our father. He's our counselor. He's our best friend. I can attest that during that period of process, during the whole journey of you guys being in the hospital and my mom passing away, going home to heaven, I had experienced God in a new level of nearness, of closeness as my friend, as my comforter, as my strength. The word says that the Lord is the strength of our hands. And so truly he upheld me with his mighty righteous right hand. And he was the strength of my hands to allow me to continue to persevere and go through this trial and still come out standing and saying that God is good. He is always good. And just like Meshach, Rashak, and Abednego, no matter the outcome, my God is still good. I'm going to stand firm in faith and I'm going to believe and I'm going to trust God that my mom will get a miracle and she will walk out of the hospital. But even if not, it doesn't make God any less good. He is still good. He is still almighty. He is still on the throne. And the outcome of a situation doesn't change who God is. And so that was one of the biggest takeaways that I was able to realize through this journey and this process is that when you're put into the fire and your faith is tested, are you able to be steadfast in your faith when you don't get the outcome, when you don't see the miracle, when you don't get the thing that you were praying and believing was absolutely going to happen when it doesn't or if it doesn't happen? Can you still say God is good? And that was what I really felt like this was a, a challenge. Not that God did any of this, but through it, it was a test of how steadfast can you be in your faith to truly believe no matter the outcome that God is still in control and that he is still good. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with, Nana, is God isn't good or they feel angry with God because they they went through this terrible tragedy. And I don't know why certain tragedies happen that don't make any sense. I don't know why those things occur. But what I do know is that it's not God causing them to happen to you. He is a loving father. He is a good God. Yet we live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. And so because we live in this fallen world, which means that when Adam and Eve were in the garden, sin entered the world from their disobedience to God. And that allowed men to have to be subject to the kingdom of this world, which is the kingdom of evil, kingdom of wickedness and darkness. And so we are subject to those consequences still. But the good news is that Jesus Christ came as a man. He laid down his life and poured out his blood so that we could be set free from his resurrection power that now lives within us and that has fulfilled the law and ended the curse of sin and death by allowing us to be covered and received into his salvation and his righteousness with the kingdom of God. So, Nana, what have you experienced or what have you heard people say whenever you encounter people that are just really angry and going through the challenging time of understanding how to process and navigate grief and loss of loved Mm -hmm. ones and they're angry yeah i've been with uh uh, people feeling like that god god is not good because if he was a good god he wouldn't have allowed this to happen because they were such a good person that's something that we do have to reckon with we do have to face when we go through the grief like that because 
um, because we hurt and we, we don't understand, but we have to run to God, not away from him. Climb up in his lap and let him comfort us and, and, and love on us and, and show us that he does love each and every one of us, that it's not his fault. We live in a fallen world, and that's part of life. And sooner or later, people are going to experience something. Right. But it's how you go through it. It's how you, uh, God wants to, you, you to have the free will to, to worship him regardless. I just praise God that, that he's always there Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can look at different people throughout the Bible of how they process grief. And I was reading Job today. And oddly enough, Job is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And I know that's one of the most probably least favorite for many people because it is a hard book to read. But it, it spoke to me in so many ways because I can relate to Job. I have went through a lot of loss. I lost my father when I was two years old to a freak accident where he was electrocuted and hung to death. I I, um, my mom was my only mom. She never remarried my only mom. My mom never <laughs> remarried. So I never had another father figure except for my grandfather, Nana's husband, who became my father figure. And uh, about five years ago, he passed away from an unexpected heart attack. Uh, a year later, my other grandfather passed away and then my mom passed away. And after three days after my grandfather had passed away, the one that was my father figure, my ex-fiance, called off our wedding that was about a month away at that time. And so it was so much during that period of time of just extreme loss, extreme grief, my whole life basically turned upside down. And I just can relate to Job in so many ways. And when Job found out that his children had been killed by a storm that just radically came up, it was probably a tornado or a hurricane or, or something. It says that the wind came in and knocked down their house and they, um, they were killed. And so when Job found out that all of his children were killed on top of losing all of his sheep, his camels, his livestock, his livelihood, uh, he, he ripped his clothes, he shaved his head. He had a Britney Spears moment basically <laughs> where he shaved his head, ripped off his clothes and said, naked I've come into the world and naked I will leave this world with nothing no matter what I will praise the Lord. And that's a paraphrase of what he said. But it was like, wow, like Job in the midst of such severe trial and so severe grief and mourning and heartache, he was expressing his grief, his deep lament for the sorrow that he was feeling. But even in that sorrow and grief, he was saying, I will still praise the Lord because I came into this life with nothing. Everything that God has given me is a gift. I have nothing that was not a gift. So everything that I have was given to God. And if it is taken away, I still trust him. I praise him. And I won't be able to leave this world with any of those things anyways. So no matter what, I will praise the Lord. In reading that, it just reminded me of how much we have to hold on to that truth because it is not biblical for everything to be perfect and never have to go through any sorrow or heartache or hard times. That's kind of the opposite of anything that you read about anyone in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, the Bible is all about how people live their lives sold out for the Lord. And even though they were experiencing extremely tough times, adversities, trials, and persecution, and yet they were still able to say, I 
was counted worthy to suffer. I was counted worthy to experience persecution for the gospel. I was counted worthy to be able to have the Lord's glory seen through my suffering. And that in itself is something that I don't think we talk about enough as Christians, to be very honest. I don't think we address the fact that there is suffering, there is heartache, there is things that we don't understand because the Lord's ways are higher than our own ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher. And so we don't get to see the bigger picture as we are on earth in this life. Sometimes God gives us glimpses into what that may look like or why things had to happen. But a lot of times when tragedy happens, we don't understand it. And we're like, God, how could you? Or why did you? Or why, why was this allowed to happen? And we have to remember as Christians that it's not God who allowed or caused these things to happen. We live in the fallen world where we are subject to free will, which That's is right. a gift from God to have free will. We are not programmed robots that That's are forced right. to do anything. We have a choice and he's given us that choice. We are able to make choices and other people are able to make choices that are acted out of evil. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities, evil forces, and that are in the heavenly realms. We don't come at people, but it's just maybe sometimes spirits are working through them that is committing evil. We have to realize that this is a fallen world and there is promises from God that says in the next life whenever we are in heaven in the presence of the Lord fully known there will be no more tears there will be no more pain there will be no more sickness there will be no more grief that he will wipe away every single tear and that is a promise from the Lord so that is something that we have to look forward to those promises remain steadfast and true and that verse in Revelation really was a something that I held on to with the understanding of that this life is only temporary. We're only passing by through this world. This world is preparation for the next, what is to come in the heavenly realms where we are already seated in heavenly spaces with Christ because we have received Jesus as our savior. Therefore, mm -hmm. our inheritance is in heaven. Our guarantee of our inheritance is the Holy Spirit living within us right now, yet we can look forward to what is to come. And that is such a great thing to think about whenever we are able to enter the presence of the Lord in the fullness of being walking through this life to the next, entering into heaven, we will be with all the people that have went on before us, all the people that we've lost, that we missed, that we're grieving over, we will be with them again. And that is why we don't grieve as the world does, That's because right. we have hope in Jesus Christ that we know that we have the assurance that we will see our loved ones again if they have received Jesus as their savior. And that's why it's so important to just make sure that your salvation is confirmed now. I mean, in confirmation, some people use that in a very traditional religious terminology, but I'm just talking about say, hey, Jesus, I don't want to be leaving any of my family members. I don't want to spend eternity anywhere but with you. <laughs> I don't want to spend it in hell. But I also don't want any of my family members to not know that I'm with you. I don't want to leave them with grief and sorrow and questioning whether I, if they'll see me in heaven or not. Right now is the time to make those decisions and declarations of, I receive you, Jesus. I believe that you came as a man, you died on a cross, you rose again. I receive your salvation. I turn away from all sin and turn towards you. And it's easy as that. And then you got to live it out though. <laughs> but as being saved and receiving Jesus, it's really that simple. You don't have to go to a church. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do it right now, wherever you are. You can say, yes, Jesus, I want you as my savior. I turn from the world. I turn from everything else. And I want to follow you and only you because I truly believe that you're the way and the only way. That I believe is one of those things that 
as we are left here on this earth, making sure that when we do leave, that the ones we leave behind know where we're going and that they can hold on to that hope that they will mm-hmm. see us again. And it will be a wonderful homecoming that I'm excited to, to see. Yes, we can have hope. Amen. We can have a great hope and know to be absent from the body, this body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. The word talks about the great cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us. That's our loved ones right. that that are there waiting for us. So when Lisa entered into that uh, great cloud of witnesses, my husband was there, Amen. her grandmother and grandfather, and two other children that were there that she got to, to see. So they're all there, all of our loved ones that that right. are in Christ Jesus will be there waiting. He is outside of time. He is our timeline is different. We are in time. And one day, one day the angel will blow a trumpet and Amen. say time shall be no more. And our time at that time will be over. But then we'll be in the timeline of, of the Lord of eternity. People are entering heaven's gates all the time because they're leaving this world all the time. It might just be seconds when Larry left that Lisa entered. Right. That seconds or a, little, a few seconds before uh, when my children there that Larry got there. We don't we don't really understand the time frame, the timeline. The Lord let me know that that it, His time was different, and that it would not be uh, for people in heaven. It's like they're all gathering together, waiting for everybody to come and be there. But it's not like it's thousands of years. It's a different time frame, and one day. They'll all come back with Jesus. The word tells us that eye has not seen and ear has not heard the great things that God has prepared for his children. We can kind of brush that off and not think too much about it, but I think a lot about it. I know that eternity is going to be awesome. (laughs) Right, it it so is. And... The word tells us that a thousand years for us is like a day for the Lord. And so it kind of gives you a glimpse into a perspective of the time frame where it's nothing for the Lord. It is just an instant for the Lord. All eternity is where the Lord is living. And this time will end. So it's crazy to wrap your mind around. And like I said earlier, his ways are higher than ours. Scripture says that, not just me. So (laughs) his ways are higher. We may not fully understand what that means, but we could hold on to the truths and the word of the promises that eternity is outside of this timeline as well. It is forever. And it is something that we can absolutely look forward to. And whenever we are grieving or thinking about our loved ones and missing them and feeling that sorrow of missing them, we can hold on to that truth that we will see them again Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to grieve as the world does where there is no hope because we have an eternal hope in Jesus that lets us know that this is not the end. When we enter into that next world, into heaven. It's the beginning. It's the beginning, (laughs) absolutely. It's not the end. It's just the beginning of real life. So that's one thing that is just wonderful that we could hold on to during that grieving process is that God is good. He is faithful no matter the outcome. We live in the fallen world and that we don't have to grieve as the world grieves because we have that hope within Jesus. 
which is amazing. And Anna, you talked about this for a minute, but I don't know if people maybe realize what you were saying is that you're not, you're no stranger to grief and you don't have to go deep into it, yeah. but just share a little bit of how many people you've lost, because I know you guys would be surprised how much <laughs> grief that Nana's had to walk through. And yet she's still smiling. She's still rejoicing. She's still praising the Lord. And she's still here to tell you that God is good. He is faithful and he provides us with an internal joy and everlasting joy that surpasses all understanding and peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. Well, I had a uh, little boy, uh, five months old, that had, uh, he passed away uh, through a tragedy. I lost him. And that was very hard. And this was my second baby. Lisa was uh, my first. And but it was my first little boy. And it, it was tough. It was, you know, pretty hard. But like I said, you have to you you have to run to God. You have mm-hmm. to allow Him to help you. And after that, I had another uh, child about three years later uh, that uh, uh, only lived about thirty two hours. I remember thinking, Well, Lord, why why did I even because I had a hard pregnancy with with her and and uh, I, why. Why did I even have her, you know, if you, if you were going to take her to heaven? But then the Lord just said to my heart, well, were you not willing to carry your nine months to give her to me? And so, of course I was. Right. <laughs> and so God, that's what I'm saying. God is so awesome. If we just run to him and you can't listen to, to Satan and all the uh, the bad things that he wants to say and whisper in your ear. And, but we just trust in God. And then lost my mother and my father and a brother and my mother-in-law, father-in-law and some brother-in-laws, sister-in-law, different different ones over the years. But I praise God that as far as I know, every one of them was in Christ Jesus. And so they'll be in that great cloud of witnesses as well. And Lisa, Lisa, of course, is the most recent. Sometimes like she just gone on a trip or something and she is she's gone on a trip to heaven right but she was uh such a precious a precious godly person and she witnessed to so many people she was a living testimony you couldn't come to her as a friend and and have a problem without her telling you what the word you know giving you hope and telling you what the word would say about that. That's what we have to think about. Not on not on the bad things, on the good things. Satan would have us to think uh, as a people that have no hope. But but that's not us. We have a hope in Amen. Christ Jesus. It's so true. And emotions, feeling grief, feeling sorrow, emotions are God-given. So emotions are not bad. Feeling grief, feeling sorrow, that is a natural human experience. God has felt grief. God has felt sorrow. Jesus wept. Jesus lost his cousin who was beheaded, John the Baptist, and he he shows us how he walked through that journey of grief as well, where he went and got alone somewhere solitary so he could pray and talk to the Lord. He then went and and got along with his friends, his disciples, so he could just kind of have some time just to be still. And immediately though, he was kind of 
pushed back out into ministry where he didn't have all the time just to be cooped up to process, but he still had to finish his mission. He still had to finish the call that he had in his life to be the savior of the world. And no pressure, <laughs> no pressure, Jesus. So you can see a biblical example of the Lord of God grieving and his sorrow that he actually felt as a human. And so emotions are not bad. It's when the devil comes in and tries to manipulate and hold you hostage to mm -hmm. those emotions. That's when it becomes something that is unhealthy. And we have to heal through the process of feeling emotions. But when we are held captive and chained to deep sorrow, to deep despair, to the point where you, you're having suicidal thoughts or you're having just this feeling of no hope of there's no reason to live anymore. There's no point. There's no nothing worth living for. That is a lie from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And he is using what something that God gave you, emotions, which are not bad, and trying to stir them and hold them hostage to make you feel a certain way, using those emotions again you and trying to be tormented and trying to cause despair and cause you to to feel like that you have no purpose to live but you do have a purpose to live you still have a reason if you have breath in your lungs you have a purpose and a reason to live you are not finished the Lord is not finished with you you still have something to do in this life and if you're still here it's for a reason and if you don't know the Lord and you're still here his mercy continues to follow you his love continues to follow you until you reach out and say all right Lord I'm ready to receive, even if it's in your last dying breath, which I highly recommend not waiting for because you never know what's going to happen. But even if it was in your last breath, I always pray, Lord, don't let one person perish tonight without making a way for them to receive your salvation. Even if it's your Holy Spirit, your angels, EMT nurse or somebody walking up across a, a crash they just happened to walk upon let them whisper, hey, do you know Jesus? Even if there's no response, let them, their soul, let their soul reach out and receive what you're saying, even if they can't respond to you. Make a way, God. You're the way-making king. It is not your heart, your wish for one single person to perish without salvation, Father. So I ask, and because I ask, please do not allow one person to perish tonight without making the way for them to receive your salvation one more time, God. Reach out one more time with your love and your mercy and make the way, even if their hardest heart, the biggest atheist, if a witch, witch doctor, warlock, whatever. Who cares what you call yourself? That's not your identity. Your identity is a daughter and a son of Christ. And if you'll receive that, he will transform everything in your life and he'll do it right now. And it's really that simple. So it is never too late. It's never too far gone. And if you have someone that you aren't sure if they knew the Lord or not, and they have gone on and they have passed away, hold on to the truth that you don't know you don't know that it's over for them. I pray prayers all the time that people that have never, never followed Jesus, that God will make a way. Whatever seed was planted, that's why it's so important for us to plant seeds, even if people do not immediately respond to the gospel, if they immediately don't receive Jesus, you still planted the seed. And I believe those seeds are so important because in those moments of possibly taking their last breath. And I asked the Lord to bring all those things to their memory in those moments that they're going to remember, Jesus, if you're real, I receive you. And I pray that over and over every night that there won't be one that perishes without, without having that love and mercy chase after them one more time in those Praise moments God. to be able to have that eternal life. Because we can't necessarily reach every single person, but we can pray prayers, powerful prayers, where the Lord can work mighty miracles, where we may never even know how how our prayers have touched heaven and affected lives. But I truly believe that'll be part of the treasures when we get to heaven is we'll get to see how just little breath prayers that we didn't even think mattered 
how the Lord used them in mighty ways to to bring salvation to to the ends of the earth, right? Praise God, yes. <laughs> so I think that is also a testament of why it's so important to never get discouraged because people aren't receiving your testimony and you're receiving the gospel immediately. You're still planting seeds and those seeds are so important. None of them will ever go wasted, you know? Like they are planted. And so other people may water, other people may harvest, but no matter what, keep pressing forward with the gospel and keep persevering with the gospel because it's just so, so important. You never know when the Holy Spirit will bring those things back up to memory. And it could be in their last moments, their last breaths. If you're facing really deep despair, if you're feeling like there's no purpose to go on, don't buy into that lie. I'm not belittling or diminishing how you feel. And I know those feelings can be so real and so hurtful and tormenting. But I truly believe feeling despair in the level of, I don't want to live anymore, that's not from God. That is not a humanity thing that is from the Lord. That is the devil poking at your humanity and trying to entice you to give up because that's what he wants. He wants you to give up, but don't give up. Do not give up. You have some fight left in you. I know it. (laughs) I know it. If we can go through all the hard times, and Nana can walk through so much of sorrow and grief and despair, it isn't because... She's superwoman. She is. She's your Nana. She is. But it isn't because she's so much more superwoman than you or superman than you are. But it's because that's how good God is. It is not in our own strength. It is in the Lord that we boast because it's not because we're just so strong and mighty. No, it's because our God is so strong and mighty that in our weakness, we can boast because that's where his strength and his glory is seen all the more. That is the only thing that I truly believe that sustained us, sustained us through those deep, hurtful grief moments of sorrowful moments of feeling like, what in the world is happening in my life? It's spiraling like right now. Everyone's leaving me. You're not left alone. The Lord will never leave you. And I was definitely alone for 10 days in this house, uh, feeling like I was left. But Nana was exactly right. Like she said, I was never alone because the Lord was right here holding my hands the whole entire time. And I'll share a story. It was after my mom had passed away or went home to heaven. I was sitting in my closet and my friend Charity, she was taking me out for my birthday because my mom's celebration of life was the day before my birthday and so it was a very hard emotional day the day before and then the next day was my birthday and charity was like we're going out she's such a good friend (laughs) because even though I didn't feel like going I knew that I needed to go out it would be good for me I needed to be around someone like her that was godly that loves the Lord and that was just loving on me and wanted to be kind and do something special for me and I needed to get out and do something and have some just clear headspace so I was sitting in my closet trying to find clothes to put on to go out and at that point in time my mind was so numb and my emotions were just so raw I was like Lord I can't even I don't have the strength or the energy or the mind to even put an outfit together I can't pick out shoes I can't pick out clothes I can't do this Lord you're gonna have to help me you're you're literally gonna have to dress me literally I need you to dress me, (laughs) which may sound ridiculous, but that's where I was Mm -hmm. in my deep grief of sitting there the day after we, we, you know, celebrated my mom's going to home. The the final, like it makes it final when you have those funerals, those celebrations of life, it makes it final and, and it kind of just stings a little bit more and it's raw. And so I was there at that point of just feeling the rawest moment and asking the Lord, I I can't even dress myself. I need you to help me pick out an outfit. And in that moment of just being so numb, I felt the Lord's presence and 
he showed me like a picture in my mind, a picture of a shirt and, and some pants and some shoes that I would have never put together. And I would have never, it wasn't even something I really liked the shirt wise, but together it looked awesome. And so it was like a perfect outfit that I knew wasn't in myself because I would have never gone to that one, <laughs> that shirt. But the outfit that came to mind looked really great together. And I felt really cute. And I was like, thank you, God. So in the middle of that emotion and that deep feeling of despair, it wasn't because I was so capable of pulling it together or faking it. I wasn't. I was saying, I can't even put my clothes on, Lord. I can't even get dressed today. And so if you're going through deep despair and feelings of grief like that, or just feeling like you're going into depression, we won't speak depression over you, but if you're feeling like if you're going in that direction or experiencing those things, all you have to do is say, God, I can't even put clothes on today. I'm at this place. Help me. And he will. He will make a way when there is no way. He is the way. And so he loves us so much. He's such a good father that even in the midst of if we're doubting, if we're having anger towards God, if we're blaming God, if we're asking God why and all of these questions and we're having these just raw emotions, he welcomes those conversations. He doesn't run away. He can handle those conversations and he welcomes them with you and he's there to uphold you and pick you back up and help you put on clothes. <laughs> he is such a good father and he loves us so much. And if you surrender all of that pain, all of that grief, all of that sorrow, he will walk the process of journey of grief out with you. And it, it doesn't mean that it's all going to go away overnight because we miss those people. Mm -hmm. And that is reality. That's humanity. And that's a part of loving people is that when they're gone, when they pass on, when they go home to heaven, we feel that loss. And that is just part of this journey as, as humans. Being a part of being alive is realizing the the beauty of life and the cost of death and that we aren't subject to have to live in despair because of death but we live in hope because of Jesus we're able to walk that out hand in hand with him and even if you feel like you can't even dress yourself I've been there and the Lord helped me and he will absolutely do it for you too because he is such a good loving father and he wants nothing more for you to turn to him with all of it, all of it. And he will help you carry the burden. The word tells us to cast our burdens upon him that we can trust Jesus with them and that we don't have to carry that load of heaviness. We were never meant to carry that load. He truly will be there and that's a promise from the word of God. That's right. So that is how we have walked out the process of Grief, and it isn't, like I said, an overnight thing. It's still a journey of grief. And if you're going along the journey of grief, we'd love to hear how you're processing, how you're handling. And if you're not doing well, leave us a comment. Let us be able to pray for you. Tell us what your journey is. Let us know so we can support you as the body of Christ because you never have to walk that journey alone. You never do. And find community, find a church, find God's people to uphold you. And you can start with leaving prayer requests and we will absolutely pray for each one of you by name. We understand, we walked it out. We understand the pain and grief of sorrow of losing loved ones and so we want to make sure that we're pouring back in the comfort that we receive the word tells us the comfort that we receive from the lord we are to then share that comfort with others and so we definitely want to be able to share that comfort with you and we hope that this conversation of just honest real conversations of those emotions and the journey of grief has been helpful and that you'll be able to take something away from this that will continue to help you heal and process 
the loss of losing those that you love. All right, Nana, you want to give us a prayer to close out for today? (laughs) Okay, yes. Father, we praise your name, and we just thank you, dear God, for this opportunity to be able to to just share some some deep things that uh, have have come our way. And Lord, we just praise you because you are there with us always. And we just ask you, dear God, that you would send forth your Holy Spirit anointing out through these uh, airwaves, through the uh, anybody that. Uh, you you see when they would see this video and and what they're going through and we ask you dear lord that you would uh just uh let your anointing touch them in such a mighty way that they feel your holy ghost that they feel and have hope and strength and and a knowledge that you are a good god and that you will that they'll want to run to you and not away from you and god we just give you all the honor glory and praise for everything that for all the blessings that we have Lord, we just praise you for making a way where there is no way. Lord, we praise you for uh, Jesus, your son, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world that made a way for us to be able to come to heaven. And when, when we weren't supposed to be able to do that, he took our place. He took our, our punishment on himself. And now we're able to stand before you. And God, we just give you all the honor, glory, and praise, and thank you for all of your goodness, your blessings, your mercy, and uh, we just praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful prayer. Thank you, Nana. We are thankful that you have joined us today, and we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to hear more on the process of grief and the journey of grief, but that's some more content that you would like to hear maybe off the podcast and maybe some teaching on grief and how to walk through that with a godly biblical perspective, then let us know in the comments below. Maybe that's something that we could share with you guys because we have walked that out and we'd love to be able to maybe equip other people and be a community for other people that are experiencing that as well. So let us know if that's something you're interested in and maybe that'll be another project that we work on and are able to to share with you guys but until next time we are one generation to the next bye